be around someone who just drains you, you get done, you're like, oh, that took a lot out of me. But there's also people that are just like a Red Bull for your spirit. Do you may have anybody like that in your life? They're just like, whoa, man, you just around them for a while, especially in the church. I have, I have so many people in my life who have just been that to me, of just an encouragement. When you're around them, you're just like, oh, that just, I'm just so fired up. I want to be like them when I grow up. And I love having those people in my life, but I also love introducing them to you because I believe there will be an encouragement to you as well. And today I want to introduce, introduce you to one of my friends, Pastor Michael Freeman. And I just can't wait for the word that he's going to bring. And I, I just am so excited to have him. So would you just take a moment and just welcome my good friend, Pastor Michael. Wow, I, I, we can just call it a day. <laughs> just, my, oh my, it's been amazing. What a journey. Oh, I want to take a moment and just say welcome. Welcome to all of you. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for allowing me to be here today. Um, guys out there, you did check everybody for eggs, tomatoes. Don't want any of those things thrown today, so be kind to your pastor. So, question. Why are you here? Out of duty? Works? Community? Is it something to do? Do you have a drug problem? Were you drug here? <laughs> or do you have a deep desire to learn more about Jesus Christ and the one who loves you? Amen. I love that. My desire is that each of you today would grasp just one nugget, one thing that's going to carry you through the week, that's going to inspire you to dive deeper into God's word. He is our Lord and Savior. He gave us victory over what God's law required. Jesus finished what the law said. He finished what the law was supposed to do. Do you know what that law was? You are to die. I am to die. The wages of sin is death. How many believe that God is a just God? Do we really know what that means? God is a just God. In God's justice, he put forth laws. And if you will keep those laws, they will change your life forever. There's a couple examples, like the laws of physics. You step out in front of a bus, and you're going to realize the laws of physics. Gravity. Uh, it happens to all of us, some of us more than others. But it doesn't change. These laws created, God created, and they're called immutable laws. Everything God created, every law he created, was immutable. It means it doesn't change. God's law cannot change. Therein lies the problem. Because we keep them, they will keep us. Ah, the problem is, we just don't keep them. It's just something about our human nature. Wouldn't you agree? The story of speeding. I got to tell you a little story of I used to speed all the time. 
but I read Romans 13. Anybody read Romans 13? Well, it's talking to you specifically. It's talking to us specifically. Road rage? Is there a bit of that out there? Do you want to call them that road rage? Be the one that takes the leap. Be the one that lets the person cut in front of your road and lets them take part in your lane. Not that they just cut you off. Uh, the other day I was driving down the road and somebody cut me off and I pulled up beside this elderly lady of about, I don't know, 85, 90, and she immediately told me I was number one. That's <laughs> like, I rolled out my window and I said, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. She looked away and told me I was number one again. And we laughed, but she was having a very bad day. So I prayed. That's not the old me. I would have told her she was number one. I might have cut her off. I might have pulled in front of her. But the Holy Spirit led for a prayer. Did you know that every time you break one of God's laws, that there's a penalty? There's a consequence? No matter how big, how small, every time you break one of God's laws, there are consequences. Has to be that way, because if there weren't consequences, would he be a just God? Catch that? If he graded on a scale like we do, would he be a just God? His nature cannot change. But praise God, because he's not just a God of justice. He's a God of love. Come on, somebody, give me an amen. amen. God chose to send us Jesus to finish what you and I could not finish. He gave us victory over what we deserve, and what we deserve is hell. Aren't you glad? Jesus said, Testeliesta. Like, what? It is finished. It is completed. It is finished. That's the good news, people. In fact, that's great news. It is finished. He did what he said he was going to do. We are free from what the law requires us to do. He gave us victory over all the debt that we owe. All of our sins are paid. This is huge. Think about how many times you've sinned in the last, okay, hour, <laughs> days, weeks, months. Think of the burden you carry when you sin. Think of the guilt that you have when you sin. Think of the shame you have when you sin. Every bit of that he carried for each and every one of us. Whew. That's a good God. Did you know that you inherited something when you became a believer in Jesus Christ? Like when your mother and father pass away, you might inherit the house or a car, something like that. Relatives pass away, you might inherit something. Somebody leaves a job, you might inherit something from them. Ah, but the greatest inheritance of all, you. You receive the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Doesn't that excite you? Kind of maybe. 
Okay, so you'd all just, if you look under your seat, there will be a ticket under there. It's an all-expense-paid trip around the world. What do you think? <laughs> Some are reaching. <laughs> he gave you far better than that. He gave you the keys to his kingdom. He gave us victory over all of our debt. It's paid. Colossians 2, 13, 14 says, You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. He canceled the record the charges of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. We've got to guard our thoughts. We've got to guard our thinking. Our salvation is because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. The debt being paid in full. And listen, just like your credit card, credit card getting paid off, it doesn't give you the right to just add more bills to it. He paid off all of our sins so that we would learn to become sinless. Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Humbly in what? Oh, come on now. Humbly in what? There we go. That's getting a little better. Come on, cheerleaders. Humbly in There we go. Better, better. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. How many of us do that? Like in the flesh, I'm constantly thinking about what pleases me. Almost first all the time, anybody else in that boat? That's the first thought that comes to my mind. How sad. Sad for me, because I'm to be holy and set apart. You might be thinking, Pastor, I don't feel victorious. I'm, I'm going to show you maybe why you don't feel victorious. And if you will get this, it can change your life. Some of you don't feel like, you're, like you have the victory that Jesus talks about. You don't feel like you lived this amazing life. Well, he gave us victory over Satan's power. Anybody in here watch Avengers? Seen, seen Avengers superhero movies? Yeah, pretty cool. If you could pick an Avenger, Avenger a superhero, which one would you be? Wow. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the most powerful superhero ever in your heart. Do you know his name? Holy Spirit. Yep, you got it. Holy Spirit. That's who Jesus sent to enter into your heart, to lead you, to guide you. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship with God? Who prays many times a day? Well, a few of us are okay. Did you know that if you're not praying to God, you don't have a relationship with him? That's the thing he gave us, the communication, prayer, talk to him. If we're not praying to him, we're not talking to him. How would you feel if your wife or husband or spouse or children did not talk to you for... No, 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 I better not go there. (laughs) 
Seriously, how would you feel if somebody didn't talk to you? It's concerning. And the Lord says, I'm waiting. I would like you to talk to me. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're defenseless in this world. Let me repeat that. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit, you are defenseless in this world. Evil is all over this world. That's why we need Jesus. Not a religion. We don't play church. We are the church. We have a fellowship, a friendship. We inherited the kingdom of God. A relationship with Jesus Christ is everything. There are some people sitting here going, but I do know Jesus and I don't feel that way. When Jesus said, it is finished, teleiesta. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a speech of victory. It wasn't a victim speech. We're to hear that word, to hold it strong. But so many of us focus on the wrong side of the cross. And they don't realize that the power that they have in them. Did you all know that you had the most powerful superhero inside of you? Did you know that? Kind of maybe. We're going to learn that before we finish this day. Be grateful in all things. Can you be grateful in all things? When bad stuff happens, can we thank God? Paul, who was beaten, ripped apart, lashed 39 times, shipwrecked. I find peace and joy in all things. doesn't mean I'm happy about it, but there's joy in it, knowing it's from the Lord. He allowed this to happen. What am I learning from that? What's he telling me? That's why reading the Bible is so important. It's not a book of the law to take you down. It's a breath of God's life to lift you up. And when we read the Bible, we obey the Bible. Folks, that changes everything. Sometimes I allow Satan to manipulate my, my emotions. Anybody else? Get frustrated very fast, very quick. Bam! Just get blindsided, right? If, you're love, if one of your loved ones, uh, we don't do this much anymore, but wrote a letter, actually wrote it out and sent it to you, would you hand it to somebody else and say, would you read this for me? Probably not, right? Because if you read that from your loved one, you may smell them, see them, hear them, envision them reading it to you. He wrote you a love letter. 66 books. It's all for you. I can read and I can stand up here and I could preach to you all day long and you may not get something or you might get it differently. But when he speaks to you, that's the living word that steps into your heart and you hear something far different than anything that I could ever think, do, or say. Opening his word. Evil. 
even if you are saved. Satan has a plan for you. He wants to render you useless. He doesn't want to steal your salvation. He just wants you to feel powerless about it. And it's a lie. And I'm going to tell you why. He does a couple things. It's called temptation and condemnation. You know, come on, everybody else is doing it. It's just a click on the computer. My wife, my husband, they won't know. Come on, it's no big deal. It's just some pictures on a screen. You see, that's temptation. And the moment you give in to that temptation once, it gets easier to do the next time. Oh, and then when you do it that once, Satan says, Ha! See, I told you, you're not a Christian. A Christ follower wouldn't do that. He messes with our emotions. He messes with your mind. He's going to get you looking over the fence in comparison. Oh, if they knew my story, they wouldn't be listening to me preach. They'd all leave. Who, who is that guy? Where did he come from? Well, we all start going down this wrong road. And it's simply because we forget. Jesus said, it is finished. Romans 8.1 says there is no condemnation. So quick little story, uh, squirrel moment. There is no condemnation, Romans 8.1 and 2. So now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for the couch. I heard those words nine years and two months ago, uh, pretty close to about that, when I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when God brought me from the depths of hell and into his kingdom. I was sitting on a little red sofa, and there was about five men around me that kept talking, talking, yep, 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 yep. I was not a believer, and I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, uh, enough is enough is enough. But the one thing that rang my bell was there is no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. A few years later, they decided to get rid of that sofa, and Pastor Tim bought it for me, and I have it now in my house. That's, that's the thing that made the biggest difference in my life. So often I sit in that, that little sofa, and I pray. It brings me to Jesus. No condemnation. Ladies and gentlemen, there is none. You are free. There's victory in that. So let's walk in victory. When Satan tells you about your past, you're going to tell him about his future. You know, don't stay on the cross. Acknowledge the cross and the loving sacrifice that Jesus made, but walk forward and be filled in victory. John 16, 5 and 7, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me where are you going. Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Wow. So D.L. Moody, he's a previous generation pastor, and a man came up to, me, came up to him and said, Mr. Moody, what do I need to do? What do you need to do for what? What do I need to do to, to know about Jesus? What do I need to do to go to heaven? You're too late. Wait, what? What do I need to do to go to heaven? I'm sorry. 
You're too late. The man's jaw dropped. You gotta be kidding me. No, I'm not. It was already done for you 2,000 years ago. Jesus paid the price. There is nothing, nothing, nothing you can do that will change that. The only thing you're called to do is to receive that. It's a gift. His gift that he wants to give to you, to each and every one of you, and to all of those that are out there that don't know him, it's up to us to deliver that message. It is finished. It is complete. It is full. Have you ever received Christ as Lord and Savior? If not, why not? Is it your thought maybe that you have to be perfect in order to receive him? No. We simply just need to humble ourselves to believe that his word is true. To invite him into your heart. And then he begins to do the work that we can't do from the inside out. You've all been in a room, a very, very, very dark room, and a match just illuminates it, right? Well, for a moment, maybe you pause and you open up your heart, that hard heart that we might have, to allow Christ in there, to let that light start to permeate your soul. So right now, I would encourage you, bow your head and repeat after me. You can say it out loud. You can say it quietly. It might be the first time. It might be the fifth time. It might be the thousandth time that you said this. But I encourage you, let go and let God. Here we go. Father God, I come to you a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Help me to be more like you, Jesus. I believe you sent your son to die for me. I believe that on the third day, you rose him from the dead. You defeated death. I humble myself. And I give myself to you. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. And everyone says, amen. So if you said that for the first time or you recommitted, welcome. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Again, you have inherited the keys to the kingdom. And now, I'd like to charge you, especially all the men. You're the Godhead of the family. Throughout this next week, the charge is act. Don't react. Pause. When something said, pause. Ask yourself, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? He gave us the answer to every question in life. Best instructions before leaving earth. I love acrostics. It helps me to remember things. The Bible. You get that? It's the best instructions before leaving earth. Open that up.
There's five things to write down. Come on, everybody get your pen, paper out. Write these down. Memorize them. Keep it there. It's going to help you. As you go through your relationships in life, it's going to help you. Seek God first in everything. In what things? There we go. Seek him first in all things. It means John Wesley has a saying. It's called homo unius libra. Yeah, okay. It means a man of one book. This one. Anything that we read, anything that we're putting into our minds out there, if we weigh it against this, your life will be far better. Now, I've only been a Christian for nine years and two months, but it's been a blessed walk. For 58 years of my life, I was on the wrong side. I did things that you couldn't imagine. I was that person, if I walked inside the church door, I figured it was going to light on fire. That wasn't God's plan. So, seek God first in all things. Have fun. Be in the present. Enjoy this thing called life while we have it right here. Because none of this matters. It really doesn't matter. What matters is the next chapter. May 4th, my wife received news that she had terminal cancer. And there was prayers, prayers, prayers going out. A physical healing, a physical healing, a physical healing. That wasn't my wife's prayer. My wife's prayer was, I get to go see the Father. And she began immediately preparing her heart for a place for him. And the morning she passed, she said, babe, I'm going to see dad. And just moments before she passed, she smiled and said, I'm going to see Jesus. Now, I had all sorts of drugs I could have gave her to keep her just kind of sedated because her cancer just went rapid through her body. May 4th to July 21st, it was all over. She graduated. It's a new beginning. So what's she doing in heaven like right now? As I told my grandchild, when Dawn was a young girl, she got to house a couple tigers for the zoo. And I figure right now, she's probably riding one of those tigers. <laughs> They're going to be our friends, right? Something to think about. Seek God first. Have fun. Fight fair. Does anybody know how to fight fair? Listen, ladies, gentlemen, when you're in an argument and it starts to get heated, pause, stop. Take in a deep breath. Humbly say, you know what? I have nothing intelligent. Let me repeat that. I have nothing intelligent to put into this. Why is it not intelligent? Because it's emotions. And our emotions will not lead us correctly. So for 24 hours, put it on the back burner. For 24 hours, open the best instructions before leaving earth. See what God has to tell you. My bride and I started that immediately when we got together. We had a conversation, and the conversation wasn't going great. I just said, you know, I really don't have anything intelligent to say, so I'm going to pause right here. And 24 hours later, we came back together, and we got it conquered. And every time we did that, sometimes it might have paused and been on the back burner a few times, but learning to fight fair is something that 
we don't do. When I fought, I fought to win. I'm not giving up. I will yell louder than you. I will hit harder than you. I will do whatever it takes to... Wow, that's not very good. And now it's okay. Let me pray for you, and I'll do whatever God asks for me to be Christ-like for you. Gentlemen, do we want our wives to serve us? No? Not one guy in here? Wow, okay, I'm done. (laughs) They're not going to unless we can be like Christ. So if we act like Christ, they will respect us. The same as Christ, it will be. Maybe not perfect people, but it can be the perfect marriage. He gave me one. See God, have fun, fight fair. Stay pure. How do you stay pure? Women, don't give yourselves to men. Men, don't give yourself to the ladies unless you're married. Don't do it before marriage. Encourage people. Don't do that. That's a gift you have. God gave you that perfect gift. How many people do you want to share it with? Well, if I or she has been with a thousand people, then you get to share in those thousand kind of bites. I want the purity. The first kiss that Dawn and I had was the day we got married. Oh, believe me, I did three marriages completely wrong. Three of them wrecked the lives of three wonderful ladies because I was not a godly man. But when a godly man showed up, some amazing things happened, and it's allowed me to be here in front of you. So stay pure. Keep yourself pure. That's a gift. It's yours. Never give up. So for a moment, everybody clap your hands together very loud. Clap your hands. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. on. Congratulations. You're here and you've never given up. God's smiling. And if you received him as Jesus, as your Lord and Savior, there's a party going on in heaven right now. And my wife's up there celebrating with him. She loves singing the song. Um, Said it's your birthday. Well, it's my birthday too, so... It's, it's her birthday as well. Well, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. When Jesus was asked, what should I do? Jesus, what do I need to do? 613 commandments, y'all probably know that in the Bible. He gave us two. Love God, love others. Love God, love others. How do I pray? He said like this, our Father, who art in heaven. So when you're going through this next week, how many times can you say the Lord's Prayer? It's what he called us to pray. It gives us thankfulness gives us forgiveness it gives us guidelines everything you need is in that prayer so when you're frustrated and somebody cuts you off in the road begin our father who 
art's in heaven. When your children are doing things they're not supposed to do, our Father who art in heaven, rely on his word. He will never fail you. Thank you very much.